0: Welcome to the Movie Planet. This week we talk about 1979's Alien.
1: With Joe. I can't lie to you about your chances, but you have my sympathies.
2: And JC. God's sake, this is the first time that we've encountered a species like... And
0: Joel
3: and Sam it's got a wonderful defense mechanism you don't dare kill it
0: I'm your host, Joe, and with me are the Dallas and Ripley to my ash, Joel and JC. Welcome back, gentlemen. I look good in panties. Okay, you're going to go with the panties? Yeah, Yeah, I'll take Dallas. I'll
1: I'll take Dallas.
0: I'm okay
3: with the panties. It's
0: okay. And joining us again from the (laughs) Horror Top Ten episode, where we learned of a movie so vile. Although America has denied the sale of it, his girlfriend thinks it's sick enough to be one of the best horror films of all time. Sam, welcome back. Hello. As a fellow horror fan, thank you for showing up. Oh, absolutely.
2: Anytime.
0: It wouldn't feel I mean I'd feel kind of cornered if I was the only horror person on the show right now
2: yeah happy to back up. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, to back up as we like come at you. As I was saying, no, back <laughs> <in>. <laughs> listen, I've seen movies. <laughs> I know what flicks are. Like, like a movie. Like maybe uh, one plural.
0: Hey, he's he's being introduced to more and more That's every true. single day.
3: He's he's getting taller.
0: It, it's good. He's a big boy. Uh, this week we'll be talking about the 1979 science fiction horror f- movie Alien. We are starting this franchise with the Ridley Scott classic, and we'll watch Aliens, Alien Three, Alien Resurrection, and Prometheus in the coming weeks leading up. To to our final show for the Alien franchise, Alien Covenant. Let's see if this franchise is all correct up to be.
2: <laughs>
3: Egg cracks. I get what you did there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, we <laughs> should we grade Alien in the horror genre or the sci-fi genre for this show? Or should we just acknowledge the sci-fi horror genre as popular enough to own its own pantheon? Since
3: I know nothing about horror, let alone sci-fi horror, yeah. I say whatever Joe says
1: we do. I can support (laughs) support the producer. (laughs) I'm coming at this from a person who's not seen all of them, so I can't look forward and say whether it needs its own uh, spot as a group of movies. I like this one enough to say, oh, this is a good standalone movie. So, I mean, it's up to you all because you've seen all of the movies to know whether it can get its own category or not. Well, Well, let's see if we can name five right now.
3: I was going to say, okay. that's, that's the thing I'm wondering is, is the sci-fi horror genre so niche there's not enough movies to fill it? Or the movies that we think of fill it, and that's it.
0: Then I that's think not really a So we got, we got the Alien franchise. You yeah, have the
2: Alien franchise. Predator.
0: Predator. Predator. Event Horizon. You like that? Yes. I do. Well, I've well, seen it. You've I don't, seen it. <laughs> I don't like it, <laughs> but I've seen it. Uh, Event Horizon. Uh, the Black Hole. Disney's The Black Hole. The Fly. The Fly. That's a great one. Scanners. Ooh, Scanners.
1: See, we're, we're yeah, we're we're thing. We're, what do you got? Ooh. Like a list of there? Yeah.
0: I've, I've never heard of
3: any of
1: these movies. They, you, you've heard of the thing? They consider I've Terminator. Heard of the thing. Yeah, they consider Terminator horror. Terminator 7. is yeah. horror. Yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, let's do it. Yes, it yeah, is let's sci-fi. watch Terminator.
0: <laughs> All right, sci-fi horror. James Cameron, you're getting some dap today. I didn't know that
2: was a thing. Oh, uh, yeah. What what movie am I thinking of? It's a sci-fi horror where, well, it basically sounds like any other sci-fi horror where a guy wakes up on a ship and they were on a trajectory to a new Earth and he wakes up and everything's gone awry. Passengers? No. Uh same same first letter though. It starts with a P. Uh Dennis Quaid's in it, I believe. Nice. Oh uh contact. Pandorum. Pandorum. That's so good. I said contact. You, is, is do contact, I, yeah, dude. They, those legs when they flipped around that freaked me out as a kid. There isn't a P anywhere in that title.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't do letters. You
1: found this lane there. No blood. No, Dallas. Nothing.
3: I'll come out Anybody say nothing? I'm this thinking. Place?
2: Unless somebody has got a better idea, we'll proceed with Dallas' plan. What?
3: And then don't blame the others. Oh, <laughs> no, you're out of your mind. You
2: got a better idea?
3: Yes. I say that we abandon the ship. We get the shuttle and just get the hell out of here. We take our chances and just hope that somebody picks us up. Shh. The shuttle won't take four.
1: Well, then why don't we draw straws I'm not throwing any straws. I'm for killing that goddamn thing right now. Ugh.
2: Okay. Well, let's talk about killing it. We know it's using the air shafts. Will you listen to me, Parker? Shut up! let hear it. Let's hear it. It's using the air shafts. We don't
1: know That's that. the
2: only way. We'll move in pairs. We'll go step by step and cut off every bulkhead and every vent until we have it cornered and then we'll blow it the fuck out into space. Is that acceptable to you? If it means killing it, it's acceptable to me. Obviously it means killing it. But we have to stick together. How are our weapons?
1: The weapons are fine. This one needs refueling.
2: Will you get it, please? Ash, go with her. No, no, I can manage Ash. Don't follow me. Ash? Any suggestions from you or mother?
3: No, we're still collating.
2: (laughs) You what? You're still collating? I find that hard to believe. What would you like me to do? Just what you've been doing, Ash. Nothing. I've got access to Mother now, and I'll get my own answers. Thank you.
0: All right, this week we are discussing the 1979 science fiction horror film Alien, directed by Ridley Scott, written by Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Chusette, starring Tom Skerritt as Dallas, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, Veronica Cartwright as Crying Lambert, <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton as Brett, <laughs> John Hurt as Kane, Ian Holm Harvey. as Ash, Yafet Koto as Parker, Belage Badejo, and Eddie Powell as the Alien, and Helen Horton as the voice of Mother. Yep, that's how I you spell it. I know Helen
2: Horton was Mother.
0: Uh, now, a little background about this film. According to Box Office Mojo, the production budget was around $11 million. It earned $104.9 million at the box office and adjusted to today's dollars. That's $361.6 million in the theaters. Mm, not bad. Now, the making of this film is really, really fan- fascinating because without a certain movie getting made, you never get a Ridley Scott in history. No. Uh, Dan O'Bannon starts off. He makes a sci-fi comedy called Dark Star, which is basically, if you can't catch, can catch any... Shot to this on YouTube. Dark Star was a, basically, it was a comedy about an alien that was a beach ball with two feet. There you <laughs> it's go. literally a big ass beach ball. That's great. <laughs> uh, he decides he wants to do a horror version of the same movie. He calls his buddy Ronald Chuset, who's working on a draft of a movie that would later become Total Recall. Uh, while collaborating, O'Bannon gets an offer to work on a Dune adaptation that never gets off the ground after six months of work. So he goes, O'Bannon goes over to this Dune set, and they're working on it for six months, and over there he meets Chris Foss, H.R. Giger, and Jean Girard. Now, Foss made covers for sci-fi books. Giger's artwork is disturbing, and the reason why you have the alien, and Girard is a storyboard expert. So he happens to meet these three people. O'Bannon starts working on a story called Memory, about a crew of astronauts who awaken from their voyage because there's a signal on a mysterious planetoid. The ship breaks down on the surface. Shuset suggests that O'Bannon uses an idea about gremlins infiltrating a B-17 bomber during WW2 and set it on a spaceship in the second half of his story. The original title was Star Beast. Thank God it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, really. O'Bannon changes it to alien because of how often the word alien showed up in the script. Shuset comes up with the idea that the alien implants an embryo that would burst from its host later on as a way of getting the alien on the ship. Shusette and O'Bannon present their scripts to several studios, all of which passed except for Brandywine Studios, who had ties to 20th Century Fox. Now, David Gehler and Walter Hill, two other writers, start to work on the script, pissing off the original writers, Dan O'Bannon and Ron Chuset, with which they were adding and or taking out. Chuset said that the only thing that really they liked was the addition of Ash into the plot. Ash was not originally, the android was not originally in the plot. 20th Century Fox was not hyped about this movie until Star Wars in 1977. Once that became a hit, the only sci-fi movie Fox's desk was Alien. So they greenlit it right away to cash in on those sci-fi books.
3: Wow. Wow. That's awesome.
0: Gets better. O'Bannon wanted to direct it, but Fox said no and asked Walter Hill to direct. He declined and it went to Peter Yates, Jack Clayton, and Robert Aldrich. It finally went to a little known director who'd only been behind the camera on one film, The Duelists. Ridley Scott accepted the director's position, and when he said he wanted to make a film that was, quote, the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre of science fiction, Fox doubled his budget from 4.2 to 8.4 million. Yeah. There you go. Now, casting wise, they wanted the cast to be older than your typical horror cast in order to make the characters more convincing and less like horror tropes. Uh, filming the infamous chestburster scene happened in one take. The crew knew the alien was going to pop out of Kane's chest, but they had no clue that fake blood would also be bursting out. The reactions you see are real from the actors, including Veronica Cartwrights, who apparently went into hysterics during the scene and had to be calmed down. She sucks. In the, <laughs> wide, in the wide shots of the space jockey, Scott used his two sons to make the prop scene bigger. So when they crawl up there, those yep. are his kids.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Uh, but interestingly enough, without this movie... Without the fact that without Dune getting made, if Dune got made, you don't get Ridley Scott. You
2: Gotta don't pay get it. that respect, dude.
0: You do, so thank you, Dune. I I know I said I hate you earlier, but thank you, <laughs> thank you, Dune for giving us uh, Blade Runner, mm-hmm. Gladiator, Robin Hood, the Russell Crowe version, <laughs>
3: <laughs> which is a good version. I actually like the Russell Crowe. Cl- it's, it's not it's, it's
0: not uh, Kevin Costner, but it's still a good
1: version. Well, good version, is.
0: and you know the Alien franchise to begin with. Ridley Scott only did this one until he came back for Prometheus. So,
2: True.
0: Uh, and now we're getting Covenant right around the corner. Gentlemen, what is your history with this movie? Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Sam?
2: Honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I was so young, and I'd seen it. It was featured on TV, and I wasn't allowed to watch it, obviously. And I had conversations with my dad and what he liked about it. So he told me about... You know, there's an Android and it turns on him and, you know, it it kind of freaked me out. And he, you know, obviously he kept going because it freaked me out. And eventually I watched like the back half of it as a kid because it was on TV and I had to wait again because now you don't have that TV guy where like, okay, here, it's going to start here. Right. Schedule a time. So eventually when I was, I want to say 10 to 12, we went to Blockbuster and I asked him and I asked him, I asked him and we rented it finally. And we rented it finally. (laughs) Just turn me up. I can't, because you do that. <laughs> well, if I'm standing over here. Okay. So, even when watching the film, I was trying to guess who was the android. I couldn't tell. And then as soon as you figure out that Ash is the android. Spoilers.
0: Spoiler. <laughs> I <can> finish him.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Spoiler. I barely even know her. Um, it was just mind boggling. I couldn't believe it. Uh, just Everything about the film, it, you know, even at ten or twelve, I was—you were younger, Joe, right? When you saw this film, yeah. Um, and granted, I was a little jaded from previous accidental horror vi- viewings, but it was just—it had such an effect on me. It was—it stuck. It stuck with. It stuck with me, unlike Nightmare on Elm Street or The Exorcist. I don't know what it was. It was just a, the alien itself was freaky, the way it moved, the production. its like The Thing. You, you watch The Thing, and it just sticks with you. It just has that that certain je ne sais quoi. I don't know what.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'll pass the torch on that one. Joel, how about you? Uh, I was afraid of this movie when I was young, so I stayed away. Uh, the first time I watched it was last night. <laughs> 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 last night was the first time. And after I woke up, it was <laughs> I finished it. Yeah, you dozed off in the middle of the very beginning. Right in the beginning. Yeah. There, it was a long week. <laughs> it was a long week.
3: God damn. Uh, JC, how about you? Uh, I can't really remember, but I want to say, I know I've only seen it once before. I want to say it was with my roommates in college. Uh, we did a ton of movie nights, and a lot of them were movies that I was told I should have seen by now, um, but I hadn't. And uh, I'm sure this was one of them. I want to say that was probably one of them, but I can't remember. I know I've seen the entire movie before.
0: So last night when I watched it was the second time
3: I've ever seen it.
0: All right. Uh, I personally don't remember when I saw it first. I know I probably saw this close to when I saw Aliens. So probably around 10, 11, 12. I do know that I was a fan before 1992 when Alien 3 came out because I had loved this movie and Aliens to the point where I was determined to see Alien 3 with a friend of mine on vacation, and it scared the shit out of him. The friend? Yes. Oh, did yeah. he wear a diaper so he cleaned it up later? With all due respect, it scared me, too. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the synopsis here, straight from the pages of Wikipedia, because IMDb got really long-winded. <laughs> the commercial spacecraft Nostromo is on a return trip to Earth with a seven-member crew in stasis. Captain Dallas, Executive Officer Kane, Warrant Officer Ripley, Navigator Crying Lambert, Science Officer <laughs> Ass, I mean Bilbo, I mean Ash, and Engineers <laughs> Parker and Brett. Detecting a mysterious transmission from a nearby planetoid, possibly a distress signal, the ship's computer mother awakens the crew. Following standard company policy for such situations, the Nostromo lands on the planetoid, sustaining damage from the planetoid's dusty atmosphere in the process. Parker and Brett begin repairing the ship while Dallas, Kane, and Lambert head out to investigate. They discover the signal is coming from a derelict alien spacecraft. Inside, they find the remains of a large alien creature whose rib cage appears to have exploded from the inside. Wow, that's a lot that happened in about an hour. Yeah, that's that's yeah. an hour. And it's a 2-hour movie. Um <laughs> yeah, the beginning of this film, how it starts with no sound whatsoever, it's just going through the ship.
3: It's not only that. <laughs> I love how the letters come up one at a time. That it's one of the coolest. Yeah. I yes. still think Star Wars is the best opening. I know I'm biased all of that, but the fact that it's just like that your attention is grabbed because you're ADD and you're like, I need to know the end. I need to know the end. And you don't realize ten minutes has passed mm-hmm. and you've yeah. just
0: now figured out it's alien. Like that's that's cool.
1: I did think that was really cool. I agree.
0: And the first thing you see is the ship floating there. And you asked me last night. You go, "This come up before or after Star Wars? Yeah. It's a very Star Wars shot when it it's goes a, overhead. It's a yeah. very
3: very Star
1: Wars space shot. balls.
0: Yeah. But you see them all wake up from stasis and they're all having a good time, including their discussion about the bonus situation. That was great. <laughs> which which I clearly missed. I, I, I
3: put the subtitles on again because that's the thing that I remember most from 1970s movies. I think I said it about Unforgiven too. These older movies that are, like they, they just are so quiet. Mm-hmm. And... Whenever I put the subtitles on, I'll read what they say, but I didn't hear it. I'm like, wow, like how much did I miss just because of subtitles? And so that whole subplot I would have missed because it's really quiet. And you catch like every other word in the sentence. And I had my volume up. Like my wife actually came out and said to turn the volume down. Mm -hmm. So I had to watch it with the subtitles. It's amazing how soft they speak.
0: I I don't know. I, I personally watching it last night. I looked at you, and I was like, this is like union discussions. And he goes, this is like yeah. a teacher meeting. <laughs> 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 but it is funny because that's what it is. It's, it's the unions. It's companies. It's corporate. Yeah. Uh, and you got a bunch of people that don't belong in their situation trying to do something because they're going to get
2: shares. Yeah. I'm not going to get paid for it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Well,
3: What I loved about this opening was how realistic it instantly felt.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like
3: oh, yeah. for 1970s, when I was watching this, and I see the sets and I see the stuff, everything is a practical effect. Like it was so believable, it was almost better than Star Wars in terms of just the physical <laughs> presence of like yeah. th- when they talk about something, they're holding it. When they talk about it, they have it, or you're feeling it. And there was an actual alien; it wasn't CGI and all of this stuff. And it just it had a reality to it. That for 1979 it could have been campy, especially when you see the explosion at the end. Like that looked awful, yeah. but it looked 1970s. And it's from the from the get go, you see the reality of everything. And like this production should have won an Oscar. I don't know if it did, but but just the reality of the fact that it looks like they made everything. Yeah, that yep. they needed. And they that, stretched
2: a dollar well. Yes, it looks realistic. What was the things budget? Because that was. All practical. practical, I can't effects remember as well.
0: I can't remember, oh, okay. but I didn't memorize it either, so probably I can't remember it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the nostromo, Ripley determines that the transmission is not a distress signal but a warning. Ash responds by telling her that she wouldn't be able to communicate with the others in time, so there's no reason to go get them, and they'll figure out it to
3: wor- Wouldn't they? F- I, I want to <laughs> say his quote was something like, Well they'll figure out a warning themselves before you would get there anyway. That was the first moment, because I also forgot that Ash was an android. I completely forgot that whole thing. Um, And I'm like, wow, this guy's an (laughs) asshole. Why is he such an asshole? And I'm like, part of me was, because I've only seen it the one time, I'm like, I hope this guy dies soon. (laughs) Like, I know this is a horror film. They're they're eventually all going to die but Ripley, because I knew that. I knew Ripley was the only one that survived. I'm like... Please tell me this guy dies first, because he's just an <laughs>
0: asshole. Uh, Kane discovers a chamber containing hundreds of eggs. And when you see that, you go closer. Yeah. The
3: whole time Put I'm your like, face
2: right up to it.
3: I'm like, why is he putting his face by a giant vagina-looking claw? Not Which my, is what the egg looks not like. Not my vagina. <laughs> Hashtag not my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just and i know that they they say in the production they wanted to make men feel uncomfortable because there's always like the females are are the ones being attacked and they wanted to make it phallic they wanted to make it protruding and all that stuff and i get i support all of that it worked mm. but the point is is kane how fucking idiotic are you i get that you're the the balls to the walls i'm going to discover everything i'm going to uh, i'm going to if you're going to go out and do something i want to be the first one to do it but Jesus, common sense has to be common in space somewhere.
0: <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in Prometheus where they're playing oh, yeah. with the snake. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> f- is wrong with you? <laughs> As he inspects one of these eggs, the creature springs out and attaches itself to the face. <whatsh> Dallas and Lambert carry the unconscious Kane back to the Nostromo. I'm sure, I'm sure Lambert was complaining the entire time. <laughs> As acting senior officer, Ripley refuses to let them aboard, citing quarantine regulations. But Ash violates protocol by overriding Ripley's lock and letting them in. The crew unsuccessfully attempt to remove the creature from Kane's face, discovering that its blood is an extremely corrosive acid, and it detaches it on its own and dies. Uh, acid for blood. I mean, that's what new. A, what a that's brilliant. badass
2: <laughs> creature they've created. It, it's you cre- hurt it and you can die. Like right? I, you I love, kill it and you can die. I
0: love the fact that they find out through this series of events that not only is it keeping him alive, but they don't know why it's keeping him alive. Yeah. But if they pull it off, they may kill him, and you don't want to kill Kane because he's going to die anyway. But he's your buddy. There are only six, seven of you on the ship. You know that's a big loss right there.
2: One of them. Uh, so, oh, and yeah, and even if you try to rip it off, it's going to choke them to death. Yeah. But what I love is how it eats through the hull. Oh Yeah. Like, like two yeah. levels? like <laughs>
3: Well, just a couple drops. Like, most people would be like, oh, look at it. And then Captain Dallas is instantly like, no, it no! eat through the hull. And you're like, oh, this is a spaceship. That's a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. like so them not getting home problem.
0: <laughs> So the ship finally repairs itself. The crew lifts off. Kane awakens with some memory loss, but otherwise unharmed. However, during the crew's final meal before reentering stasis, he orders the soup. <laughs> I'm not going to
3: lie. As he's eating those noodles, you know what's happening because the scene has been parodied so many times. You know what's happening. And when I watched it last night and I'm watching him eat the noodles, I'm like, oh, that's so gross. Like, the, like he's slurping the noodles down, yep. and what's about, oh, that's gross, but brilliantly done, Ridley, oh. brilliantly done.
0: Anyway, he <laughs> chokes and convulses in pain before a small alien creature bursts from his chest, killing him, and escapes into the depths of the ship. It looked great. It's a practical (laughs)
3: effect. It was done with a little puppet on a wood stick with air flowing through the tail. It looked awesome. It looked good.
2: It's still creepy. My favorite part is the shock from because nobody's moving, nobody's saying anything. They're all silent and just staring and they don't know what to do. They, you know, like normally, I feel like any horror film now, if that happened, everybody's like screaming and freaking out. But they just saw an alien burst through their co worker's chest. And run off, and run off, and, and they are just still like, did this really
0: just
3: happen? And it's still in its silence. This movie does silence yes.
0: perfect. Yes. Yeah, when that, the,
3: I get that it's long, but it needs to be a long movie because you need five minutes of silence while somebody's just walking through. Just like, to take you it in, need yeah. that to get the thriller aspect, and it's like, whoa.
0: weird thing about this is that you care because of all that time they spend at the dinner table and getting to know each other every single character d- despite whether you find them annoying or not you actually understand who they are and you get to understand why they're acting the way they act why yeah. are they rude to ripley the more you
3: get through it you like you realize and then you come to find out that these guys all had backstories like everybody is rude to ripley for a reason everybody yeah. like but you have to get through the whole movie to get to that
0: yeah Since attacking the creature with conventional weapons could result in its corrosive blood breaching the ship's hull, the crew attempts to locate and capture it with motion trackers, nets, electric prods, and flamethrowers. Which are awesome. Spaceballs the (laughs) flamethrower. Brett follows the crew's cat, Jones, (laughs) into an engine room. Just let the
1: cat die.
0: And the now fully grown alien attacks him and disappears with his body into the air shafts. I
3: love the cat. I thought the cat was a great use.
2: Yeah. Oh, I hate the thing. Uh, Now.
3: (laughs) I think the cat was one of my favorite characters.
2: Jonesy. My my favorite part of this scene. He's alone. He's washing his... He's letting the water hit his face. Everything's cool. Is that water? There's a lot. And he's very comfortable with it. So I'm (laughs) assuming he knows it's water. But then he does feel something. It must be a temperature change. My favorite part, and what really shows is this thing was bred to kill. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just rip him apart. It doesn't just eat him. He screams for maybe one full, maybe two full seconds, and then he's done. Yep. This thing knows how to hunt, and it knows how to get rid of its prey. Yeah.
0: And and it knows how to hide. Yes. Because in the extended version, it's hanging in the chains. Yes. And unless somebody points it out to you, you may not notice. Like I was like, there it is, and you were like, "Whoa, what?"
2: Well, even fast, <laughs> <That got big. laughs> even fast got forward, big. yeah, even fast forward when Ripley's fleeing the actual ship. Yeah, it's like you have to, you like the camera pans, and you are like, "Oh shit, was that the body? Was that the alien? Oh shit, <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, it's moving! Oh, it is! Oh my god!"
0: <laughs> uh, so he follows him into the. He follows Jones uh, after a heated discussion. The group devises a plan to jettison the creature out of the ship because. That's the only way you're going to get rid of this fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas enters the Nostromo's labyrinth ventilation shafts, intending to, for- intending to force the alien into an airlock, but it ambushes him with two hands like, hug me. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. The, Regard, that's one of these shots I don't like. Yeah. Th- yeah. There's, uh,
3: there's a couple of the practical effects that do look dated. Yeah. That do look like they don't work.
2: Uh, Need, it, Needs an updating on that one. It <laughs> like, does, but I will say it still gets me. Like, it still makes me jump. Is it because but the is sound
0: it? is so abrupt all of a sudden? Because that could be
2: part of it. sound helps, but it was. it's just... They're freaking... Oh, of course, the, the woman, I forget her name. Lambert? Lambert is freaking out. <laughs> run, Dallas,
3: run! Run! <laughs> and that's the one scene where I felt like, you knew this was going to happen. His whole plan was to go one-on-one with the alien. And she is losing her shit like she didn't know this was going to happen. That is my one annoyance with this movie was this whole scene. Like, everybody knew Dallas was going in there one-on-one. Dallas even went to Mother and said, What are my chances? And she wouldn't answer him. Mm -hmm. So, like, he was going to die. Everybody knew that. Yeah. And so her whole reactions that entire time is like, if that's how the director thinks the audience is reacting, you think we're idiots. Because that's... If you knew that was going to happen... Do things to help him. Don't scream nonsense in his ear.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I This this scene just, for some reason, I don't, first first of all, Ripley wants to do it. Yeah. And Dallas goes, no, 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 you stay. I'll do it. I'm like, if there's anybody, if somebody's going to die and the other one's going to have to lead the team, do you really want Ripley, who has no respect whatsoever from the crew, to have to lead a team?
3: Exactly. So I would have thought in that moment, Ripley is the most expendable person.
0: Well, yeah, because none of them like them.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Expendables. Uh, I
2: don't know. I think if you can still, after all this time, you can still get a jump scare out of people. I just think it's just very well done. It might not mm -hmm. be the best practical effects. You might think it's, you know, it's going to happen. But even then, you might, at least in my case, I thought, you know, he was going to turn, look down the hallway, and it was going to be right behind him and bah, but it was right there, ready to pounce.
0: Yeah. Uh, In fact, when he gets down there and he, he has the flamethrower in his hand, you actually see it echoing off of him behind it you see the alien behind him before he actually turns and sees him yep so yeah it, it's pretty wild uh Lambert realizing the alien is killing the crew one by one implores the others to escape in the ship's shuttle now in command Ripley explains that the shuttle will not support four people and recommends that they continue with Dallas's plan of flushing the alien out in other words we can't carry four one of y'all gotta die
2: yeah pretty much. you can't carry five with my cat so one of you has to go
0: and I got a feeling if they had known Ash was an android they'd have been like okay we're good yeah, we're fine.
2: Yeah,
0: Just turn him but, off. But notice how Ash didn't tell them
3: I know. that they would have well, already been Well, what's better One of the coolest is twists. the company
2: <laughs> did not tell them. The company yeah, that hired I, them. I know. Yeah. And
0: that's where we get to this scene. Accessing Mother, Ripley discovers that Ash has secretly been ordered to return the alien to the crew's employers who consider the crew expendable.
2: I can't wait for that bridge between um, Covenant and mm-hmm. Alien to explain how that company knows about the alien. Yeah. That's what I'm... What is the motive to getting that thing?
3: I don't know. What well, I mean, they say in the movie it was for their weapons division. It was, rip, it was, but rip, how rip. do
2: they know about it? No, I get it.
3: That would be cool to know. But Ripley says the reason that the company wants it is for their weapons division.
2: Yeah, yeah. And in Resurrection. Or no, I'm sorry, it was in 3 when the company shows up at the prison at the very end yeah. at the very end Literally. you know you spoiler alert Joel I, yeah it's okay you don't really need to see that one <laughs> yes you do <laughs>
0: Okay, when Ripley confronts Ash, he tries to choke her to death. Parker intervenes and knocks off Ash's head, revealing him to be an android. Holy cow. Ripley reanimates Ash's head in the worst jump cut in history. (laughs) Yeah, it is bad. (laughs) (laughs) And interrogates him. They learn he was assigned to the Nostromo to convince the crew to capture the creature and return it for analysis, even at the expense of the human personnel. Ash taunts them about their chances of survival against the perfect organism, Ripley disconnects him, and Parker burns him with a flamethrower. Great scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ripley, Lambert, and Parker agree to set the Nostromos to self-destruct and escape in the shuttle. However, Parker and Lambert are ambushed and killed by the alien while gathering life support supplies. Ripley initiates the self-destruct sequence and heads for the shuttle with Jones. And as you were joking, is throwing Jones in that
1: thing all over the place. Jones is dead, if that's a real (laughs) thing. Real life... I mean, I get it. It's an alien, so we're not going to look at how actual, like, how exact and realistic this can be. Jones is dead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She tosses Jones across the room. (laughs) Space Tiger. I
3: don't know. Cats are pretty, pretty sturdy. Suckers, (laughs) and I'm just saying, from the way they throw themselves around them, from the like, just watch a cat
0: video on YouTube. (laughs) They're the the stuntmen of pets, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, what's gonna hurt a cat? (laughs) (laughs) Let's find out. Let's go find a cat and see what we can do with it. No, no,
3: I am not recommending that at all. (laughs) I'm saying, watch a YouTube video, watch YouTube cat
0: videos. You can see what they do to themselves.
3: I'm
2: glad you went there because I was about to (laughs) go to a dark hole. Yeah,
0: so the alien blocks her path, she retreats. And now she's got to go back in the ship and abort the self-destruct sequence uh, and then return to retrieve Jones because she left for Jones there. I turned the coolant back on, mother god damn you,
2: you bitch. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> she ne- okay, so she returns, finding the alien gone, grabs Jones, narrowly escapes in the shuttle as the Nostromo explodes in spectacular fashion of
3: 1979. Mm. It was a 1975's
0: Rainbow. It was an video. $11 million explosion. Like what... <laughs>
3: That was a little well,
0: like maybe the change. (laughs) It looked like when you turn your Atari off really fast,
1: and your TV does that. (laughs) That's exactly what it looks like. (laughs) Well, you can't have a lot of flames in space because there is no oxygen.
0: No, but there was sound from them to do the acoustic thing. Mm. Boom, boom. As she prepares to enter stasis, Ripley strips down. Yeah, Which God. I'm not going to lie.
3: I'm like, <laughs> why did they need to do that? I'm not complaining. I'm saying. not complaining at all, but why did, why did she need to do that? And why does it need to like not cover the whole of her back? Like, I mean, I've never seen panties like that, ever. Look, I
2: mean, here's the thing. When I have a stressful day, I just take my clothes off when I get home. So I, I, I get where <laughs> she's coming from.
3: Oh, I get that, too. But is have just... your
2: ass crack showing? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll, I'll reply to that. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean, how long have they been in space? Do they really have a washing machine, a dryer? She's probably been wearing that underwear for a while. Elastic, it's stretched.
0: If there had been a skid mark on the back, that would been amazing. That oh. would have been
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oscar-worthy. <Jeez>. Um, but, <laughs> but, no.
3: I mean, I get it. That's a the big like, special edition. <laughs> That's in the 50th anniversary.
1: They'll digitally add it. <laughs> old, old poop. Old poop mark. But no, that and the... Some of the guys were, like, really clean-shaven. Are you really going to, like, waste your water while you're in space shaving? Do you have an electric razor at this point? Yeah. Is it really worth the time while you're in space to, like, make sure you're clean-shaven every day? I don't know. Guys in NASA do it. It makes you
0: wonder, though, how many... I mean, there's so many details that really got paid attention to. Like, for instance, the way the lights flicker on. You know, this is a lived-in area, and they got to... I talked last night about how they have to conserve energy throughout the ship to make those trips. I mean, we even laughed about the Christmas lights underneath the ship at one yeah. point. <laughs> uh, but it is lived in, but there's only so many details I think you can pay attention to before it starts going, wow, this movie is three and a half hours long. Nope, it's only been an hour and 45 minutes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Ripley discovers that the alien is aboard the shuttle. That sneaky alien. Yeah, really. She dons a spacesuit and opens the shuttle's airlock, causing explosive decompression, which forces the alien into the shuttle's open doorway. But it's not done messing around. It's still trying to climb in. And it killed Jonesy. Did it? If she'd have opened the airlock. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, true. Oh,
0: wait, no, because she'd closed the thing on Jonesy, hadn't she?
1: Yeah, Jonesy was safe. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was thinking, I was like... So I was, looking, I was like, you know what? She took care of the cat before she took care of her. <laughs> Guard your pussy. Oh. <laughs> Saw that on a license she plate. She kept once. it pure <laughs> and untouched. <That's- laughs> oh, the symbolism. I got it. Hey! Oh, that feminist symbolism. Oh, yeah, guys are bad. Uh- <laughs> So then she grabs her little grappling gun, her
0: bat gun, propels it into space by shooting it with a grappling hook, but the gun catches in the closing door, that's just bad luck, (laughs) tethering the alien to the shuttle. But But it's not done yet! Was it bad luck? It's going to try to climb into the engine, which is just dumb. (laughs) Stupid alien. It attempts to crawl into one of the engines, but Ripley then activates them, blasting the alien into space. After recording the ship's final log entry, she places herself and Jones into stasis for the voyage home. Oh. The end. Derry Goldsmith music, please. <laughs> da, 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 da. That was <laughs> <Jack> Williams. <laughs> so, gentlemen, after this movie, how you feeling? Sam? I feel great.
2: <laughs> Are you any thoughts after watching this film? Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still my number one. Um, it was our number one in top ten, correct? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It's just hold that place high up on that pedestal. It's just a work of art. It's fantastic. It holds up even to this day. Yeah. Well, most of it.
0: Uh, yeah, I was going to
3: say. 95%, hold, 95% hold, of it. Hold on there.
2: It's 95. the
0: making Star Wars of holding up.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah 90. I'll go 90, Now, maybe. did you all know about the, the original ending for this film? Which was... Ripley gets her head ripped off, and the alien yes, kills Yes, and
3: her. the alien does the voice of the last yes. log. I yes, did not I know, know that. that. And so yeah, Earth so has the, no so, idea that so origi- the alien's coming. Originally, Ridley Scott wanted the alien to eat uh, Ripley, and then using her voice, record the last log, and then the alien would arrive
2: uh, at the company.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I don't know if I like that. Like, I like the ripping of the head. Well, I don't like that, but I think it's an interesting twist. But that means the alien can mimic people?
3: Yeah, yes. mimic, mimic people's voices.
2: The ultimate being.
0: Remember, it's the perfect. It's the perfect being. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. I can. I, I can buy into it. Okay. Ridley Scott another alternate ending. Here we go.
1: <laughs> Joel, how about you? What did you think after watching this film? It wasn't as scary as I anticipated. I think my mind. Older
0: in. horror seldom is.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, no, I really enjoyed it. It's rare for me to be able to have a movie like this and have an ending that isn't lame or predictable. Especially, I mean, maybe especially like in. That, that decade, but it was. Oh, wait, now I started reading JC's. No, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I liked it. I was all in. Wait,
3: JC? Th- yeah, to sort of touch on something Joel just said, this is one of those movies where, because it's so well known, you go into it thinking, yeah, I already know this story. And even though it was only the second time watching it, I still thought last night, I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember how this goes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Like, I would watch this movie and I'd be like, oh oh it's one of those movies where you genuinely think like because everybody talks about it because it's in the mainstream you're like yeah i already know this i already i already need to know what i need you don't Mm -hmm. there is so much other stuff going on that's not talked about globally so it's just it's one of those movies that after you watch it you're like there's a lot to get out of this movie there's a reason why people watch it so many times um I enjoyed it for being from the 70s. It was very impressive. At times it felt like a great movie and at times it felt a little bit too vague for me. And and I say that because I know it launches like this big, huge platform, but originally it was just by itself and I'm like, you almost have to be smart. And again, I watched it with subtitles. Mm-hmm. Like if I would have been watching this for the first time in the movie theater, how much would I have missed? Like just in conversation, yeah. in in the dialogue and things like that and this is one of those movies where it's not as big a movie if you miss any of the dialogue. Yeah. All of the dialogue yeah. is important. It is. And yeah. if you miss any of it, you miss something. You don't understand why something is happening. You don't understand why a moment is scary or terrifying if you miss any of the dialogue. And that's kind of stupid to do that when the dialogue is so soft. Like, yeah. that's, that's a mistake, I think, Wrigley Cock. And maybe it was the sound guy. I don't know. but Wrigleycock. Wrigley Cock. Ridley Scott, I said. I heard Ridley Scott. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. Uh, I will say though that this was a movie where, for how slow it was, I sat still the whole time. I didn't like. Yeah, normally I get up, I go get a bunch of eat. No, I sat still. I sat still and watched the whole thing last night. And this was after a two and a half fucking hour drive from McMinnville. I'm, I'm damn I, it.
0: I, I am really impressed. <sighs> I fucking
3: long drive for Friday night. Because you're a multitasker. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I was wicked. Okay. When I say I sat still, I still would Wikipedia things. They'd say something right. and I'd be like, oh, wait, what, what was that in Prometheus? Because like Prometheus was the one I just most recently saw. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, as soon as I saw the space jockey, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Because I completely missed that. Yeah, I know. That, that's I've,
2: right. You I've, yeah.
3: n- I know I've seen Alien before yesterday. But when I saw that for the first time, that was one of the instances where I was like,
0: oh, that makes sense now in Prometheus. And so I was doing a lot of
2: that last night. That's all. For me, I just feel like every time I watch this film, I'm finding something new to love about it. I'm still just amazed that it's technically in a a response to Star Wars. Yeah. It's what the studio can put out next. Quickly, get it out there. (laughs) Sci-fi. Sci-fi.
3: There were times when I watched this that I wondered, did Star Wars steal that from this? And then I realized this is 79. This is two years later. But I feel like some of Alien's tricks were better than Star Wars. Yeah. Like some possibly. of their practical tricks, not the special effects. No. no, special effects were awful. But some of the practical effects, some of the practical things they did, like the suits they made and everything. I love the hockey gloves. Like, I love that they were hockey mitts.
0: Yeah. The, uh, th- or you noticed that they were wearing shoes,
1: the flyers, right? Yeah, they were wearing like PF flyers. <laughs> that was their space <laughs> shoes. <laughs> that was their space hey, shoes.
3: Hey. hey. Don't don't knock the P.F. Flyers. Did man.
1: I say a negative thing about the P.F. Flyers?
3: Uh, I guess you did not. <laughs>
1: I stand. I, I, I stand corrected. Sir. I was just like, oh, I'm glad they have all these shoelaces. Like, but they're <laughs> those athletic <laughs> shoes, but with a guard around them to be like, oh no, they're actually space boots. They're not tennis shoes.
3: Those choices are eleven point talk- four million. Those, <laughs> those choices
0: you're talking about, though, prove I really Scott's a better director than George Lucas is. Yes, George Lucas may be a better storyteller. Yeah, Ridley. Imagine if Ridley Scott directed
3: a Star Wars with a story by George Lucas. Wasn't
2: that... Wasn't that... No, that was um, Twin Peaks and Mulholland Drive. That um, What's that director's name? I don't know. Uh, David Lynch? Yes, David Lynch was supposed to do Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Did the awards get it right? No. <laughs> I, just, and I read ahead. And the we, 1980 Academy Awards no. Best
0: Art Direction? Alien probably should have won this. We yes, all That them. Jazz, Apocalypse Now, China Syndrome, and Star Trek The Motion Picture, which you and I watched, and no. holy hell. Uh, all That Jazz won, but I think we can all agree, Giger wins this.
3: Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. This should have been sure. Alien. I don't even know what All That Jazz was, but fuck you. It should have been Alien.
1: It's so hard to know these things without actually seeing the other movies. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we haven't seen these other movies... Should lend credence to the fact that these other ones should have won. Yeah.
0: Uh, best visual effects at the Academy Awards, Alien did win. Good. It won over the Black Hole, Moonraker, 1941, and Star Trek, the motion picture.
1: Great. <laughs> it should have.
0: Kirk yeah. falls asleep in space. Uh,
1: nice.
0: Actually, that was the one where Kirk was a total prick, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Golden Globes, it, did, it was up for best original score. Uh, but look at the name that's going up against. Carmine Coppola and Francis Ford Coppola for Apocalypse Now.
2: That soundtrack like Yeah, really cool. that H- score was...
0: Henry Mancini for 10. These are like... You look at this list, and it is the...
3: I
2: mean, Black Jerry Goldsmith
0: Sa- is up for twice. Black
3: Stallion has a really good soundtrack. I remember Black Stallion soundtrack. That was really good. Because
0: that movie is almost entirely music. There's no talking in that film. Jerry Goldsmith was up for Alien and Star Trek, the motion picture in this one. That's a busy guy. That is... And apparently he almost didn't do Alien. He was yeah, like, I was going to say, Ridley Scott apparently did not like Goldsmith's score. <laughs> hmm. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so but that's it right there. What worked for you in <laughs> this <totally> movie? I totally agree. What worked for you in the movie? Uh, Sam,
2: favorite parts? Uh, favorite parts. Though you might not uh, agree, I think the ventilation shaft scene. Um, I think the atmosphere overall, the mood, the pacing is spot on. Mm-hmm. The writing is unbelievable. You fi- just even with the little you know, sarcastic little nuances, you figure out the chemistry between the characters, and thus I, that's what I strive for in any movie or game that I play is that, that character development and understanding the people that you're interacting with. And I think you really get a great sense of who these people are and their motives, maybe negative or positive, but you really can connect with them. And I think Ridley Scott did such a
1: fantastic job with this. Yeah. All right. Pass the torch. Joel. Uh, Jones the cat. <laughs> <laughs> My dude. No, I love Jones. Um, I think that he gave a very subtle uh, enhancement to the movie to show that these people are human beings also, because they go after and they look for the cat. And so mm-hmm. go, before the guy dies, you see like. Like oh here kitty kitty and he's like talking and he's <laughs> it's like, a
0: creepy here kitty kitty
1: <laughs> yeah it is but like it shows you like he's a human being that cares enough about a cat to like go search in the dark when there's an alien around and, yeah and it shows a little bit about Sigourney Weaver's character in that she's like she may not be a big people person so she's <laughs> okay floating through space by herself but they all take care of the cat which is funny um, the silence and the camera pans work incredibly well and uh i loved parker i think parker the union yeah. guy let's talk about was, the bonus situation <laughs> dude, he might have been my favorite part of the movie comic relief is essential for me in a movie like this and he did it really well yeah
0: it wasn't forced it felt organic
1: no it was just it was him it was just who he was
0: yeah jc how about you buddy I- uh, practical effects as I said throughout
3: uh, the writing was great mm-hmm. and the writing will tie to what I didn't like because I thought it was so great and again the camera shots this movie is great because of how it was shot yeah. if you get too much of the alien it looks like a skinny guy in a suit it looks awful and there is one shot where you get a full bodied shot and if it wasn't for the flashes that could look awful yeah. and just look that's bad
1: what, that's what I don't like about the new trailer yeah. I was not afraid of the alien in the new trailer when he hops on this. His spaceship, I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't realize he was. I didn't realize he skipped leg day.
0: Once, here's the thing
2: (laughs) 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 tell that to the stunt guy.
0: (laughs) Oh, damn. I I, I think once you because you're new to the series, once you watch Aliens, Alien 3, even Alien Resurrection, even you appreciate that shot in Covenant even more,
1: okay? Because it is
0: because that. After, especially after Aliens, when it's just like, it's like the Vietnam War. Yeah. yeah. You're, it, it, they come from everywhere, and it, it's just more terrifying when you see it. Because up until that point in the trailer, we've only seen the alien in the darkness.
1: Yep. And the strobe light was perfect.
0: That's one of mine. Is the opening scene that tours the ship, I love, because it shows you every place that you're going to see somebody die in. And you have no idea. (laughs) Uh, The dialogue is real and feels authentic. And the alien design is unmatched. I think in movie history, there hasn't been anything more original outside of maybe the Predator's face. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And it's what I love about the alien design. It has no eyes. No, No. there's no eyes. That's just weird. One giant sensory organ. Yeah. Uh, And the strobe light. They use the strobe light to mask the alien. The you Spider-Man know, because yeah. you were like that great use of a strobe. I was like, yeah, it really is. I didn't even noticed that before. But yeah, damn, it is. Yeah. Uh, what didn't work in this movie? Let's tear it apart now. Sam, what didn't work? Uh,
2: come come back to me. OK, come
1: back to me. Joel. I'm ready. Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are female. On I did not like I did not like her character. She's a little too whiny for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if that's the, her character, that's her character. But she's whiny. I did not like the alien's uh, Paul Wall grill that he had. It, that <laughs> I really love the closing inside. Like <laughs> that the, was the, I thought that was cool. I'm going to eat you with my little mouth, too. <laughs> no, like the, <laughs> the silver like, metal teeth messed with me. But, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's an alien. I don't yeah. expect it to have calcium in its system. <laughs> <laughs> Science guy. Um, and the scene cut during the Bilbo that head falling off, and then when he's talking, that didn't work. No. I get it. I get it for the time. I'm not saying it's wrong, but it, did not, it didn't work.
0: No, that, yeah, that's bad. You almost feel like Ridley Scott was like, okay, I've got this shot. I just need $100,000 more. 20th Century Fox, can we please give $100,000? What are you going to do? Just move his head over. <laughs> you figure it out.
3: Yeah, that, that's what that was. Yeah. Um, for me, my big one is the dialogue. The dialogue is way too soft for this movie the writing is great but if you watch this without subtitles you miss something and every word is important and when you miss the dialogue you miss something important so that's i maybe it was production or whatever because there's you're doing so many practical effects everything's loud on the set if the actors were that soft you had to redub the dialogue mm-hmm. and the fact that they don't redub the dialogue or do it, make it louder because you can't turn the if you turn the volume up too much to catch all the dialogue, the fucking practical effects will be so damn loud you'll blow your speakers. So, the alien
0: scream will just blow
3: out your ex- speakers. Exactly. <laughs> so unfortunately, I this is a knock for this movie. But if you want to get the most out of this movie and you hate subtitles, you'll miss something. You need to watch this movie with subtitles to catch everything.
0: Sound there's, editing. You're right. That's an yeah. The
2: that's just bad. Yeah. Uh. You want? Yeah, I'll be super quick. Lambert and the cat. Or at least not the cat, but the strong urge to save the cat. You're on an, a ship. You're trying to get it off. You're being chased by... Ch- yeah, Ch- <laughs> ha, 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 Yeah, cat. I yeah. Saw yeah, it yeah. Right
1: away.
2: yeah, yeah. Hey, protect your pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag.
1: Earmuffs, kids.
2: Just in a realistic situation, sure, maybe Ripley would go after the cat, but no one in their right mind would go over go after a cat knowing that that alien has killed multiple crew members. Mm. Nobody would go after it. Maybe and she's Lambert's in her left
3: mind. Huh? Maybe she's in her left mind.
0: Uh, Here it comes. Maybe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Puns>. <laughs> but yeah. The, the, the intense need to save the cat and Lambert.
0: Well, okay. I'll say this. With, if, if you don't have the cat in the film, then you have to... Uh,
2: you, I think you, you need
3: have the cat. I think you need the cat. Well, no the thing. Thing. Uh, there's like a lot of scenes yeah. that aren't as terrifying in this thriller-esque without the well,
2: cat. Well, you need a reason to separate the crew to go, in, to go look for something. And then, you know, when you have to go back and turn off the self-destruct, yes, there's a need for the cat, but for such a... Like, like I get it. With Ripley, there is that need. Sure, she's passionate about the cat. That's her only friend. Nobody likes her. She has the cat. But when other people are kind of like, okay, yeah, I'll help you get the cat. Yeah, I'll go down this dark corridor, this corridor, and you know, try to find the cat. It just it doesn't make sense to me.
0: I'm going to abridge mine here because I said the cat wasn't needed, but you guys have convinced me that you do need it because it is a plot. It is a MacGuffin to push the plot along.
3: Yeah, I got MacGuffin right.
0: I got MacGuffin right. Yeah. Uh, MacGuffin right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my biggest gripe, I think, is as time goes on since 1979. Ridley Scott has tinkered with us a little bit. When are they going to update the screens on this ship to be something a little more futuristic than MS-DOS?
2: Oh, I love it. A lot (laughs) of knobs and handles in the ship.
0: I kind of like the (laughs)
2: MS-DOS.
0: But you made a comment last night. Hey, isn't it cool you're watching a movie where you can look at all these digital numbers and you don't know exactly what it means? Yeah. All of them are like, yeah, yeah. We read this. Yeah. <laughs> seven seven two
1: four five 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 zero 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 zero. But that's
0: something I had with Star Wars. I, War, yeah. I had that with Star Wars: A New Hope. Also, when they do the Death Star plan on the screen, oh yeah, and it's like you could update this so that it, you at least get the dish in the right place on the Death Star in the picture this time. <laughs> <laughs> but do you realize how much fans would flip out if they changed that at all? Yeah, they would. The purists would flip out. Yep. Um. So. That, that, but I've got a little, bunch of little nitpicks here and there. and They're not enough to make the mountain, I think, for myself. Uh, who's the audience for this movie, Sam?
2: I think everybody. I think everybody should see this. Um, even like as uh, somebody who's never seen a sci-fi film, not me, but if there is somebody who hasn't seen sci-fi film, I think this is a great introduction. Horror, same thing. Movie-wise, same thing. I think this is a movie for everyone. I think that everyone should experience it, whether you like it or not. It's just one of those classic films that does such a great job overall that it's, you say alien and that's the genre it's in.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, Joel. Um, Again, like I've said in the past, especially when we're talking about Parthenon movies, Pantheon, Pantheon. Oh, golly. We're in Nashville. It's fine. Parthenon's down the street. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right there. Pantheon. (laughs) Pantheon movies. I mean, all movie fans need to see it, especially if it's in this category. Yeah. Um, But if people want to see the horror sci-fi genre done really well, then that's the people that need to see this movie.
0: Yeah, it's like the godfather, isn't it? The godfather that genre. Yes. Yeah, okay. JC, how about you, Eddie? Uh,
3: Mine is easy uh, for movie fans, all right? Yeah. I think uh, movie fans, horror fans, sci-fi fans, Those, if you're a fan of any of those types of movies, you need to see this.
0: Yeah, I, and I think I put the exact same thing you did. I was like, yeah, movie fans, horror fans, sci-fi fans. I put film fans because I think people will look at this more artistically uh, compared to Aliens, which we'll cover next week, which is just bombastically awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we're on the same thing, but let's do the movie report card. Sam, A, B, C, D, F in the sci-fi horror genre. What are you giving this bad boy?
1: hard a plus oh i was waiting there's, for a c there's, there's no <laughs> such thing as an a plus yeah, they didn't let me give an a, a, a is as high as you can go a is it Not my school days
0: okay so an A it is
1: a. <laughs> uh joel how about you a i was on the edge of my seat like once i woke Which up, you woke up? I, <laughs> once i rebounded from soccer practice in a week of nonsense <laughs> um i haven't seen many more sci-fi i haven't seen a ton of sci-fi movies i've seen yeah. sci-fi movies but this one was good, and I was—it had my attention the entire time. Uh, JC D minus, <laughs>
0: <laughs> got him <laughs> now <laughs> defended. <laughs> yes, no, it's a solid A, solid A. Uh, okay, uh, so this movie for I again I wrote an essay. Oh, give it a B. me. <laughs> uh, this is short compared to your last I three know. essays. Uh, this movie is a joy to watch every time I watch it. The suspense is well directed. The cast is perfect for the film, and it acts the heck out of it. You believe that, and even Lambert, and I know we've made fun of her and her constant crying, but if you don't have her in it, everybody is overly brave. You need the person who's flipping out the entire time. Unfortunately, it was one human being and not everybody at the same time.
1: But she sucked.
0: She was a bit of a whiny bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was the face. You believe that everything is authentic and real from the sets to everything they're holding on to. Even the guns look weathered. Uh, Even the alien looks really good. These types of movies that are so small in cast rely on a believable villain. It's perfectly unstoppable. Sneaky, acid blood, uh, able to camouflage, and no eyes. No eyes. That's crazy scary for some reason. I'm watching you play.
1: (laughs) I'm aware of who I'm sitting next to. The (laughs) I can't tell if you're trying to piss him off or piss Joe off.
0: The fact you don't see it that often, and when you do, it's the most frightening angle for the moment, shows the genius of both H.R. Giger and Scott. The plot, although standard for a monster slasher movie by today's standards, works beautifully in a closed environment where the heroine can't just run out the door and escape. They're actually just running up the stairs every single time in this, and they can't get out. The themes of this movie are thick and vary by the perspective. One person can see this movie as a strict slasher movie. Others can see it as a metaphor for parasitism, sex, and or pregnancy. It also ushers in an idea that is still trying to be replicated today. A female heroine who is credible, strong, smart, and in the end the last surviving member of the Nostromo signing off. On an A. Done. In the Pantheon. Is a female a type of horse? Female. Female. If this movie was released on (laughs) Blu-ray... Would you buy it, bin it, stream it, borrow it, or forget about it, Sam?
1: I already bought it. There it is. Buy buy it. Joel? Uh, Bin it, just because I don't often watch movies like this, but if this were my genre, I would buy it immediately.
0: JC? Buy it, because I did buy it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I put buy it, and when a
0: newer version comes out, buy that. When a newer version comes out, buy that. Well, that's all I got time for today, Movie Planeters. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast, at movieplanetpodcast.gmail.com Don't forget to pass the word on to your friends about the show. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Podbean, or Spotify, and help the show get on its feet with a four- or five-star review. Tweet with any questions, comments, theories, and I'll try to fit them into the show next time we're on the air. Send those tweets to @MoviePlanetPod and like us on Facebook and Instagram using the links in the show notes. Special thanks to Twisterium and SoundJ Music for providing our intro music and our ending music. Thanks for listening, and happy movie watching.